0: Hey, this is Derek here with my best friend, Drew. And where is Ashley? Hmm. Huh. Not here. She didn't make it back from (laughs) plastic. Yeah. She didn't make it back from uh, present day 2022 last week to make it to 1992 where we're at currently. Where the hell is she? Nope. I'm not sure.
1: Maybe we'll find out next week. We'll tease her there. Right. Anyway, you are listening to New Release,
0: a movie podcast with a time traveling twist. And this is episode 126. That is one, two, six. Hi, yeah. All right. So, Drew, when the heck are we this week?
1: Well, Derek, we are in the beginning of September. 1992 few things happening labor day weekend fall back to school maybe someone's birthday who knows maybe a wedding that's overshadowing it who cares Uh-oh. but we do have a special guest lined up i guess i booked this guest um on behalf of myself for myself as i have to do <laughs> for every birthday celebration on the podcast so bring him out why not all right
0: hell yeah well so if you didn't already notice if you couldn't gather the details, it is Drew's birthday.
1: However, hot uh, butt bit death. Bring out the guest. I don't need it. I don't need any congrats from you. I want to, I want uh, our special guest to. Okay. Say. All right.
0: Go! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's a really bad smell, ladies and
2: gentlemen!
0: What? Wow. Okay, You're what an honor. Bart Jesus Christ. Bartman. I'm Bartman. This is ridiculous. This
1: is ridiculous. Okay.
2: Howard
1: turn as man.
2: Yes, behold. <laughs> the most beautiful of sights, it is this. You're getting
1: sucked in. Yes. I am.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. I am Bartman.
0: Just, so I should end it. Sorry. I am getting sucked in. All right. Okay. Wow. What an honor.
1: Yeah. Um, so... It's not even the first time we've had him. <laughs> Bartman? Well, Howard Stern. He has a lot of personas. I'm. He's, he's made a few appearances on the podcast before. He
0: sure has.
1: So um,
0: now that we know where we're at and when we're at, what's showing this week in theaters, Drew?
1: We actually have a pretty packed week on the, uh, according to this newspaper I'm reading here, we have a new uh, Nick Cage and Sarah Jessica Parker movie fresh off of the event of the summer, Camp Cage, where... (laughs) <laughs> um, frequent friend of the podcast, Jamie, dressed up as Nick Cage's Elvis from Honeymoon in Vegas. So maybe we'll get her to comment on that later. But hey. yeah, so that's, that's kind of a zany, uh, by the looks of it, like a zany rom-com. Um, and there's also <laughs> the sequel that everyone's been dying for, Pet Cemetery 2. So... All There's right. honeymoon, pet cemetery and a prequel to a popular TV show that we might have um watched the premiere of before and it says in my <laughs> notes here that we'll let the birthday boy pick. So,
0: okay. So, <laughs> uh birthday boy, <laughs> what do you think? I mean, Nick Cage right after Nick Cage uh yep. Camping Adventure. Sure. It's pet cemetery too. I mean, that sounds pretty rad, but this prequel to a popular TV show. I'm not sure what what TV show. And it sounds like that's probably what we're going to go to.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to Twin Peaks. I mean, we're from the Pacific Northwest. What better way to kick off fall than returning to the iconic location of um, one of the most interesting TV shows of all time, directed by the best director of all time, in my David humble Lynch. opinion. Um, if you're looking at the poster, it is half of a heart-shaped locket engulfed mm. in flames with the tagline, in a town like Twin Peaks, no one is innocent. In the <laughs> in the half of the locket that hasn't gone up in flames yet is Laura Palmer. Mm. So, yeah. All right. I think... Um, I think we're, we're heading back to Twin Peaks, and just in time, we might have a guest on the line, but let's wait to introduce them until after we uh, see the movie. All right.
0: Well, I guess we're going to have to buy an extra ticket for the special guest. Let's go. Yep. You think you know Twin Peaks? The killer will strike again. <laughs>
1: Right, there's just a lot of screaming in this trailer. You're wrong. Yeah, no, you're wrong. True. <laughs> Fire, Walk with Me, rated R, now playing at a theater near you. In 1992. So, Twin Peaks, Fire, Walk with Me, a prequel that came out um, two years after the show first premiered. So, pretty hot on the tales, on the tail of the network mystery show. Um, but this is a future film, and it's R-rated. No constraints being put on this uh, pretty out there filmmaker with that's dealing with very disturbing subject matter, both on the show and in this movie. But this movie is able to go quite a bit darker than the TV show could. Who's there on the Who's there on the line? Welcome caller.
2: Uh, hello. Hey.
0: Hey, we can hear you.
2: Hello? Can you
1: hear us?
0: Can anyone hear me? Hey, yep, uh, we hear you. No. Yeah, you are lucky number nine. Welcome.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, can you please tell us? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let us know your name and why you called in.
2: Uh, my name is Jamie, and uh, I called in because I was forced to.
1: Okay. All right. So this... Forced to watch the movie or forced to call in or both
2: uh welcome A, welcome (laughs) B.
1: okay (laughs) so we have on the
0: line a friend a very good friend of the podcast jamie
1: welcome jamie yeah
2: uh hi
1: thank you honored to be here how are you guys we're good um we you if you would um doubt in a minute earlier which um i'm glad you didn't but <laughs> we just got through deciding whether to see honeymoon in vegas and i mentioned your recent costume huge hit Woo-woo. dressed up as nick cage <laughs> is elvis <laughs> so mm-hmm. and there is a there's a lynch tie-in here as well of course because we um we all discussed wild at heart last year ish this time for um for the podcast another david lynch Movie um, that starred Nick Cage and and uh, Laura Dern. So maybe the easiest way to approach this, and we're not going to you know force you to stay on for too long. So we want to hear from you first. Is um, you liked Wild at Heart, right? And you've liked some aspects of different David Lynch things. Is that fair?
2: Yes, I love Wild at Heart and. I have had very memorable experiences watching all of his movies.
1: Okay. <laughs> Delicate way I, to put I it. Enjoyed, yeah.
2: yeah, I enjoy. No, I enjoy David Lynch movies. I do. Uh, they're yeah. not always my cup of tea, but I think he's a, he's like he's effective. Like he's very good at what he does. So, right. I appreciate that for sure.
1: I I think I always go into his movies, especially when we watched Eraserhead together, kind of um, uh, exaggerating in my head the comedic uh, aspects of it. I would say the one thing that probably actually holds true to that is Twin Peaks, the TV show. And David Lynch is a little tempered by his co-creator on that. It's a networked show. It's a lot more hours of time to fill. So there's more just kind of like fun um, character interactions what's crazy is that this movie might be one of the more just like darker heavier hard to watch Um, I mean Eraserhead's hard to watch in a different way it's kind of just like visually uh, oppressive the whole time but this one is content wise pretty difficult to watch and you you don't have to you know spare my feelings uh as you are so good at doing you you know this uh, and i'm not trying to say that you didn't like this movie but you had a strong impact on you right
2: uh yeah it was very upsetting it was just yeah. and it was just the subject matter that's the difference i think i feel like razorhead was more like like a like vibey and like claustrophobic and weird and upsetting in that way but like the story of this one was more upsetting to me for sure but it yeah. just made me very
1: sad yeah it's it's the prequel to like the mo the inciting incident in twin peaks the tv show is um a high school student wrapped in plastic found in uh, a river dead and it, we learned that uh pretty pretty brutally murdered but we don't know uh, and we learn more about her character. It's uh, we learn, you know, that she was kind of a high school um, darling, uh, but but we learn that you know through her diary that that she had some dark secrets. In this movie, we get to fully to revel, for lack of a better word, in her trauma and the um, just complete like emotional turmoil she was in. This this basically takes place like a week before the events of the show or the, the beginning of the show. So you see her more or less at her lowest, in her most like vulnerable state. And you know, the subject matter that you're referring to is the um rape, repeated rape since she was twelve by her father. Um, you know, Hell who man, is that fucking possessed. Right. Um if, not that, that yes. If
2: yeah. you care. Yeah, If you care about the mystery aspect of Twin Peaks and want to preserve that, definitely you don't watch this movie first.
1: Despite it being a prequel. Or listen to this podcast. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah,
2: it was... I'd only seen the first episode, maybe the first two episodes of the show. And I enjoyed it. I just never... I didn't like commit to watching it fully. And then this uh, movie happened and like I get that the show is about other things but this is like the like a through line that brings it all together it's interesting watching it first
1: yeah it's horrifying
2: it's just very horrifying
1: yeah for all um I'm gonna I want to hear from you just a second Derek sorry um for all the like things all the like kind of confusing dreamlike imagery and backwards dialogue and just nightmare visuals that lynch weaves into this he does actually solve a lot of um give you a lot of information about the back about the backstory of you know who the killer is in twin peaks um who is sort of like the demon figure um a cast of characters that are sort of um in a in another world like you do get answers um in this movie i'm sure you get a lot more questions as well but it is there is some like useful info in here if you're trying to like solve the show which i don't really think is the point but it is um there are some concrete details revealed in this yeah in it's which,
2: like a reverse yeah. like a reverse fix it of sorts you know like in the like, not it's obviously not the same thing. But like the everyone who's all mad about the plot hole in Star Wars of the why would they build a big death machine with one small weakness that can be exploited is explained by Rogue One.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like the show. It's like Fire Walk with Me is Rogue One and Twin Peaks is Star Wars. The first one that I can't remember the subtitle to
0: A New Hope.
1: No. Yeah, see, right. that's what I said. Yeah, came but, out of yeah, that makes before sense. before or after a head. Yeah, <laughs> coincidentally. Yeah, 82, <laughs> right? 77. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's what I meant. Uh, yeah. So Derek, um did you find this watchable, disturbing, <laughs> um a pleasant experience? Like what did you what did you take away from this? Cuz you love a head.
0: I love racer head. I love David Lynch. Um <clears throat> The characters are just very interesting. Uh, The emotions that they go through can, like, perplex me. Or or, Uh are are per... Jesus Christ, James, don't (laughs) listen. Are perplexing (laughs) to me. Um, You know, like, in a dire situation, some of the characters are just so, like, nonchalant and kind of just um, not taking things serious. And then other characters are way over the top. So it's it's this interesting, like uh, dream-like world with these characters that are not making sense. So it it tripped me out. That's for sure.
1: I I always find that yeah, whether you want to call it surrealism, melodrama, yeah, whatever, surrealism, um, whatever you want to like call it, the the performance style, everything yeah, from like the lady um, in red or little red or whatever at the beginning that is just like yeah silly i mean it's it's goofy and then and then some of the like uh character introductions when they actually get to twin peaks with the kids and like bobby is like it turns into grease for a second not that i've seen grease but he's like dancing back into the into the school after um laura takes her like towel off in the locker room i mean there's just like throwing so many different things at you for any of the emotions to land as hard as they do. It's maybe this, it's just this unsettling effect where you're kind of like, you never know exactly what you're going to get. And then. That's
2: kind of yeah. part Like a huge part of it. Like, even if like you were talking about how the show has a little more levity and other, other works of his do. It's like, this is the moments where we can laugh. Or- <laughs> so like insulated by all of the trauma and the badness that it almost makes the comedy more unsettling you know
0: it makes it more totally. like when you're yeah. laughing because you're kind of just unsettled like
2: oh
0: <laughs> it's not that funny but yeah it's, it's kind just of creeped like it out makes it
2: more unhinged and it doesn't make you more comfortable it just it just makes you more like like <laughs> itchy like antsy like it it, it, it definitely elevates
1: it in a weird way Some sometimes like laughter could be a release in a horror movie you need like these moments to breathe and uh, for the tension to um to go away and then to they and then they can build it back up but in this yeah is you don't it's not really a release it's just a new uh a new way to feel unset- a new tone that stays yeah. unsettling, like the the kid with the mask that jumps, that starts doing like um bunny hops out of the bushes. Like it's yeah. funny. I mean, it's it's funny looking. Um, the the them being in the car, like more one of the more like horror tension moments is them like being in that three-car traffic jam at the 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 empty intersection and mm-hmm. it's just like everyone's honking and this more exhaust is pouring out then a car pulls up beside them and starts yelling it's like very mundane things presented in a very exaggerated horror, way or like way yeah exaggerated for yeah. horror- horrific effect a lot of times and sometimes for comedic effect but um
2: (laughs) when laura is like high off her mind and then there's that extra death and then she's just laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing like she's Mm -hmm. just completely disconnected like it's so sad it's just sad, you know it's feel really bad for her that actress uh is really good in this movie i think i think she was really compelling and just like fully committed and balls to the wall said yes to everything and i kind of loved
1: that yeah i feel like Uh, yeah so cheryl lee plays laura go ahead Derek. Yeah.
0: yeah i feel like lynch takes these you know uh boring scenarios adds characters into those scenarios that you would assume would continue to be boring but these characters take it to a different level and then it makes you uncomfortable about these scenarios that you were so confident in, and then extrapolates upon that and continues to make you feel comfortable yet uncomfortable
1: with like uh, having yeah. a conversation at a diner with the the waitress, yeah <laughs> yeah Which I mean that was, would be that would be a normal such fucking thing normal yeah
2: <laughs> but somehow it is bananas.
1: Like going to a Canadian sex club and, you know, hanging out with these old lumberjacks. Yeah, totally normal.
2: I mean, that's every day. You know, work
1: is work. Yeah. Um, uh, this, This movie is one that, so I've watched the show all the way through once or twice. And then The Return, which came out a few years ago. Um, the, the mm. finale episode so the return was like 18 more episodes um 27 year, 26 27 years after the show aired which like ties into a plot point on the show you find out more more mysteries more kind of like world building about what might be kind of causing this the portal that leads to um the red and white Uh, striped room the the red lodge uh area so i mean like i'm pretty immersed in this this universe in terms of hours spent and yet like you still never this this was strange because you're like it's like a high school high school drama for most of most of the movie but the kids are dealing with i mean you might like uh, I, I watch a lot of Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill and um, grew up on high school uh, melodramas, but the life or death stakes and the, the you know, um, trauma that these characters are dealing with is uh, presented in a way that is both ridiculous, like we were talking about, but very emotionally true. I mean, that's why it had that effect on you, I assume. Like, it feels real. Yeah. Um, yeah
2: it's like yeah. i feel like we've talked about it before but like that time in everyone's lives is just like peak twin like pe- twin emotional peaks. fragility like yeah mm. twin peak emotional fragility <laughs> like your everything is felt so intensely and it did just kind of like like put that into physical form
1: right and I mean, what Lynch has said, the reason one of the main reasons he wanted to make this is because um, Laura Palmer is a classic example of, you know, a um, a dead female character that serves the purpose of uh, jumpstarting the events of a movie or show in this case. Mm-hmm. So he I mean, not like necessarily to his credit, just like he thought it would be interesting that to explore to see laura walking around and as a living person i mean we see yeah. her as a, a, a blue um, corpse in in the show and that's it aside from her brunette um <laughs> cousin that comes to town that is played by the same actress um Derek, you you watched the premiere with a, of the two hour like um, premiere of the show for the podcast um but you haven't seen the rest of the the series have you
0: no i haven't not the you're talking about the the newest one
1: well no the the original one or the newest one i don't uh yeah well i've seen the
0: the original so so this is oh you have okay yeah yeah so i've seen at least three or four episodes in and uh what you just mentioned that does make sense that it it is interesting to see a character that is dead the entire time mostly the entire time um have some life and some backstory the diary page was ripped out. I that uh, I'm still does the prequel spoil twin peaks? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, it
1: spoils the central mystery, which Lynch has said didn't he didn't want it to be a murder mystery show, but it certainly turned into one. Um yeah. right from the yeah. original tagline of the of the show Who Killed Laura Palmer so it yeah i mean this, didn't want this, this answers that the question main
2: crux of the like if he didn't want it to be the main crux of the story why did it last all season or well
1: he he left the show whatever. i mean <laughs> he kind of put his he his money where now? his mouth is yeah so he left after the first season made wild at heart and then came oh. back for the last two episodes so uh, okay that, that I, rings a bell I, I okay folded. yeah Yeah, and he wasn't like it wasn't like a really dramatic exit he was just like creative differences Mm -hmm. um and didn't want to solve the reason it extended for the whole first season is he never wanted to solve it i mean he wanted there to be a murder but as a hook for a story but not the solving of the mystery to be and obviously there's gonna be people investigating it he was just never gonna solve it i guess is the is the short way and then
2: he it. made the prequel that solves
1: it yeah that totally spoils yeah.
0: the season itself
2: yeah
1: yes yeah. which maybe is an fu to some degree <laughs> to the show because this movie um i was reading the trivia and one of the trivia notes pointed this out um not a, the most subtle opening with the, a tv getting smashed so you could read i mean he uses tv imagery and you know that's not an uncommon motif for him phones tvs analog tech but he does smash a tv screen to start a movie version of a tv show so you know
0: that is yeah (laughs) Yeah. i didn't put that put two and two together there yeah
1: yeah it's a little bit like um, we're gonna blow up what (laughs) what you did and start and start over but i don't know I, i think he's He said he was really. This movie was not well received. I think it's a big bummer. And his movie, his stuff is always kind of uh, divisive, but in this case, it's even more depressing (laughs) than a lot of other stuff. It's like more, more uh, because you actually know where the story is going. You know, like it. It almost spends more time in a reality that is recognizable than some of his later movies like lost highway or something like this is a high school setting (laughs) and so like you again you these characters feel more real than some of the the story feels more real than some of his other and a more comfortable place to be (laughs) Mm -hmm. well do i mean not emotionally though i mean that's the that's the trick i mean yeah it's like there are fun (laughs) aspects of the town and quirks but once you get to the last latter third of the film it's yeah it gets pretty rough in a hurry um i think one thing and jamie um, uh, thanks for joining and stay as long as you want but i just wanted to give you the option to be excused if if uh if you need to <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
2: i david lynch's work in general is really interesting because i feel like most mm-hmm. of the stuff he does is often reevaluated like 10 15 years down the line and everyone's like, "Oh, actually. What an yeah. interesting journey he took us on, you know?"
1: Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. So, One of the original I, kind of yeah. cult film heroes, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um I loved Laura Palmer and uh, it just made me very very sad. And it was really sad and it just made me sad.
1: <laughs> yep. And that's not always a fun place to—I mean, like a fun emotion to to wallow in—and it's certainly what the movie's going for. But that doesn't mean um, it's yeah doesn't mean it's an enjoyable time. Well, and also the place so. that you it know, takes yeah, you to—it to. was, it was it's, not
2: like sometimes it's nice to be sad or upset or sit in something. But this was not cathartic in any way.
1: Right. He Which
0: he is, makes yeah. like he takes emotion to the nth degree. And it really can fuck with you or make it like, or, or unfuck you. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's good at making a light conversation turn into a very dark reality. And then maybe just a dark person turn into a very light, funny reality. It's, it's, he's like fucking with yeah. our
1: emotions and I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing them, yeah, playing but... him like, like a maestro uh, harp. and yeah yeah <laughs> a harp i mean i think one of the the secrets to a success get that clip ready derek is oh, yeah. um the score uh performed and and written to somewhat of lynch's direction by angelo Battalamonte, um who worked with him from blue velvet on and it's this piano music you'll he'll describe a little bit of the process in this clip And it makes some of these scenes way more watchable than they would be otherwise, I think. All right. Back of the woods, there's this very lonely girl. Her name is Laura Palmer. Damn it. And it's very sad. God dang it. But get something that matches her. And, And I just segued into this... Very oh, beautiful. Man. I could see her. And she's walking towards the camera, and she's coming closer. Just keep building it. Just Jeez. keep building it. And she's getting close. Now, reach some kind of climax, and I would go. Wow. And said, oh, that's it. Oh, that's so beautiful. Angelo. Oh, that's tearing my heart out i love that just keep
0: that going oh my god him and lynch are best friends i imagine Uh,
1: yeah so he's using lynch he's saying i guess what lynch was saying to him while playing and that just covers the range of emotions in that like 15 second um snippet of of, of music like that you go from i mean that's it wouldn't work without that score it, I mean, you know, yeah. people know the intro credit music to Twin Peaks and and lots of the the themes and motifs, but it, and it's yeah. uses a lot of of music throughout these scenes. It, that that's what creates like the undercurrent of romanticism and beauty, even if it's a super dark moment. So
2: yeah, it it's like essential that you're yeah. floating down the music for sure. Yeah. Okay. Here, bouncing. Yeah, I'm gonna go take care of some stuff, you know, business.
1: Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in. Yeah.
0: Until next time. Um. You know. Yeah. uh, Thank you, Jamie, friend of the podcast.
2: Thank you. It was very fun talking about this upsetting, sad movie that I did not enjoy, but also did. I
1: don't
2: know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. All right. Very, you know. Okay. Uh, have super fun, guys. I will talk to you later. All,
1: All right. right. Bye.
0: See you, girl. Okay. Bye.
1: Um. Okay. What do you? What's that finger? Got some. Oh, that's the. Uh, that's the hang up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, at have covered a lot. Dramatic. Uh, <laughs> no, that was that was that was great having another perspective. Um, I g- guessing we haven't really kind of given our verdict. I mean, I love literally everything Lynch has ever done, so no <laughs> no drama there. But um, uh, I'm not sure I fully understand yet. Just if you overall like this experience and like the movie or not.
0: Yes, 100% sure. like it. Yes. Um, Again, going back to, I mean, I've you know, uh, even before I met you, you got me into Lynch way more than I already had been. Um, Eraserhead was the one film from Lynch that really just rocks me. I'd never seen anything quite like it. Never seen a film that made me feel anything quite like a film could. Um, So, Mulholland Drive. You know, watching these other films that you introduced me to. Um, I really loved it. it's it's uncomfortable, but comfortable. And mm-hmm. then dreamlike and surreal. I, I don't know. it's there's something about this honesty with the characters that does translate into real life, but like a an odd real life. but you can kind of put these things, put these pieces into your own life and kind of compare them. if that makes any sense.
1: Totally, no, yeah, it's, no, it's that's trippy. really It's yeah. really well put, and it's for me, yeah, I'm not always the best at expressing my emotions a lot of times. it takes like I do get that catharsis you were describing earlier from watching emotionally wrought um, movies and and TV shows, and Lynch is probably the pinnacle of that experience in terms of just like ringing those repressed emotions out 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 of me and it's not like I'm there's moments that I'm crying during while watching this movie and watching the end of the series I don't need to say anything about like the end of the return but that's a very very powerful um cathartic moment I'm not sure if people loved um I haven't talked to that many people in real life about (laughs) about that show yeah Um, and maybe it's still too soon in in the public sphere sphere to, you know, have a reputation, but I really loved the the return to Twin Peaks as well. And you know, Lynch again was able to basically make 18 an 18 hour long movie. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> exactly is... with, you know, that he wrote and directed every episode and just had complete yeah, creative baby. control, for better or worse. Um, in my case, it's almost always better. But <laughs> um, but yeah, the there is, he has done enough different things and we'll talk about his whole filmography in, in a minute here uh, mm-hmm. briefly. He's done enough, enough different things to where you can appreciate the contrast of something like the show where he has a co-creator and it's for network TV and you can introduce more comedy. You're like forced to introduce more comedy that can be more accessible to more people. Something like wad at Heart where he's working with Nick Cage for the one and only time and Nick Cage is imposing a little more of his own um, shtick into the world like i do like these diversions that lynch has done but this is is pretty pure and i like the pure stuff so hell yeah bring it on um that's the end uh, of the first part of our discussion of twin peaks fire walk with me sadly thanks we don't yeah
0: a big thanks to our oh. friend of the podcast jamie for joining us that was awesome yeah. by via phone call 1-800- yeah at release podcast
1: <laughs> there will be there will be digits in the future perhaps and um a big f you to ashley for not joining and not having a poem um just kidding she's got some pretty important stuff going on and um not well that sounded that sounded um <laughs> badly weird uh badly vague she's got very happy good things going on and she'll be back with us soon so derek um I think we can, I think we can go ahead and move on to rank the blank. All right. Favorite segments Our favorite of two. And um, do we have a sponsor this week?
0: We do have a sponsor. So if you are young enough to know what this is, please (laughs) leave us a comment on our Instagram at new release podcast on Instagram. Mm. All right. Good call. Good call. All right, we need the funds. We need you to buy this game. If we're going to keep our podcast going, let's go. It's summertime in the future.
2: The ultimate challenge. Crossfire. Crossfire. you get caught up in the
0: crossfire. I remember this commercial, dude. Crossfire. Yeah. <laughs> you get I might have played the game once.
2: Crossfire.
0: My friend had it. It was the greatest Crossfire. thing ever for five minutes.
2: Crossfire. Yep. Crossfire. Crossfire.
1: You'll get it. Either. Oh, the best use, game for five the, minutes. Oh. What I was gonna say: use the the promo code um, Crossfire Walk with me for <laughs> <laughs> a million percent off. Right, um, you right, can just have right, the entire right. um, collection of crossfires that are in a landfill somewhere. No, I, I can't, I do remember playing it. It's like hungry, hungry hippos on speed. Um, yes. or something, you know, like air hockey, but a tabletop smaller version. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's, it must, it must run its course pretty quickly. Cause yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember much replay replay value. Not to let that stop them from, um, sponsoring us. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a great game. Go out and get it. Crossfire. So, Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. Although sometimes we mix it up a bit. And this Mm -hmm. week we are going to do a rapid fire rank the blank of every single Lynch movie that has been made. I've seen them all. You've seen enough of them to to do this. I'm sure Um, there's a couple in here that are. Um, there's one in here that he directed, but didn't write, um, which I'm not a huge fan of, but some people like it. And anyway, um, he's made 10 movies. So Tarantino says he's going to quit, um, after his next movie, which will be number 10, which may have quit (laughs) or hasn't made a movie since, um, 2006. He did make 18 episodes of TV, but it looks, it's looking more and more and more like, um, his YouTube weather updates and magic <laughs> numbers and cooking videos and very, very um, charming, inspirational little um, clips that he posts on YouTube might be the extent of his work at this point, but we've had a hell of a run. So um, Damn. I don't know if you want to start from last to best. If you want to just tell me yours, uh, your favorite co- top two or three, and then I can work, work from there. So Um, I guess your is your first is the first movie he ever made your favorite, I guess, is an easy starting point. uh, My favorite. So actually, let's start
0: from most recent to old, because as you had mentioned, I haven't seen every single one of these. I've seen probably 75 percent of them. So let's start at 2006. I also segue or anti segue. I guarantee Mm -hmm. he's going to make another film. There's no way he's done that.
1: There were so many rumors this year at Cannes that he had a film coming out and he's got unfortunately him, turned out to be a rumor. But he, he's, yeah, he's I think going... he's still capable.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely.
1: So we're not putting that past
0: you, Mr. Lynch. Uh, please do us a solid and come out with something that even brain fucks us more than all of your films <laughs> combined. But uh, let's go ahead and start. So uh, the, the last film that Lynch came out with,
1: uh, officially, writer director is that what we're doing here? Yep, wrote and directed Inland Empire, um, starring Laura Dern, um, Justin Theroux in it. Yeah, it's the notable thing about this. Have you seen this one first? No, I haven't. Inland okay. Am- Empire. Yeah, yeah, dark Hollywood thriller, um, Blue Velvet, but I'm not Blue Velvet. Mulholland Drive, but set more at night (laughs) um (laughs) and sent like dealing with some of the same kind of like hollywood characters um and it was kind of notable at the time for Hmm. he was experimenting with filming on digital instead of film for the first time so there's these handheld shots it's grainy they've since like remastered it with his um help or what you know with his involvement yeah and so it was recently in theaters actually Hmm. i should have i should have seen it but um anyway it it's one I haven't seen that. I've seen it twice, and it's pretty hard to watch. Like hmm. in the terms in of what ways, yeah, not as not the most satisfying story, meandering. <laughs> I mean, all the things stories never his movies, like his main. I know. Thing. I mean, maybe this will be a Rorschach test of what we want out of a Lynch film. I like like a medium amount of a, a story you can still follow. Okay. Um, a mix of tones. So I mean, it's just you know, uh, it's a, a very um, impactful movie. Definitely, don't want to sell it short. So I'm just saying it's gonna be. It's not gonna be last though. Um, and we can just put a number between one and ten for this in terms of its ranking. Um, I'm Let's probably gonna say it's like, yeah, eight sounds probably about right. Okay. So this uh, is one I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Mahol
0: and Drive. Um very yeah. beautiful oh always soundtrack is very awesome but also the vivid colors and just the weirdness of the characters always get me um yep. female
1: lead instead of a male lead or not a lot of times he has female leads but I do like that it's yeah. kind of uh, Naomi Watts's story um and mm-hmm. th- so just to cut to the chase, I mean, Mahomes Drive is usually alternates between first and second position for me. Okay. Um, and so I'm not awesome. going to decide right it. now, but All I'm right. gonna, I, it will, yeah. And I mean, I know it's, I'm gonna put one, Let's one put through it. three because we'll probably do yeah. a top three. All right, cool. Um, so the straight story,
0: 1999, <laughs> I am not familiar. with you heard with of this one? This. Yeah. I'm not familiar with it. So give me the backstory. What do you, what is it all yeah, about? So
1: I, I've seen this one once. Um, it's this is the movie I was referring to that he um directed but didn't write. Mm. And okay. um let's see, I want to say it was like um long time partner and collaborator. I think so. His his editor, um well, anyway, this was a very personal story to some of the people involved. And Lynch, I think, was doing um was at his most earnest. It's about a man uh driving cross country on a tractor to um see a dying relative, I think a brother or something before he passes. And it if you didn't know it was a Lynch movie, you m- might not even be able to spot it. The dialogue, it does have weird performances. Um it does have like plenty of Lynchian elements, but mm. it is absolutely earnest. It's not dark. It's not, I mean it's not like um you know there's not horror elements there's not this like dichotomy between you know good and evil fighting it's literally um produced by walt disney company um (laughs) so it is a family a family lynch movie um if you can believe it so wow
0: okay that um, this is on my this is going on top of my watch list wow yeah that's that's interesting i'm gonna
1: I'm gonna rank it last to be only because and and maybe it might have competition for that spot. Only last because it just it's the least Lynchian movie. I think it's not necessarily a bad movie. It's just it's definitely the the one that's the uh, the least pure expression of his. Who knows? This he might not be as dark as most of his films, but or like you know (laughs) this this is probably a very real emotional place for him. But I think he was, yeah. Maybe uh, he just met different.
0: like a new person in his life, a new intimate partner and that's when he wrote this. Uh went to he, see a therapist, he, a psychiatrist, um was on, you know, the perfect breakfast smoothies and great diet and maybe this is
1: <laughs> Yeah, this is what he came <laughs> up
0: with when he was in his perfect like place in all of his existence.
1: Exactly. Yeah, in the most comfortable, happy place, and yeah. yeah, not not struggling with demons like he certainly is in Lost Highway, oh, which shit. I recently saw with our friend Logan at uh, at the Hollywood Theater, and just kind of an onslaught God. of of sound and nightmarish visuals. Of course, as always, there's this telephone scene that's pretty uh, iconic where. He's at a part of a, you know a party with all these horrible like Hollywood kind of sycophants, and he's talking to this one guy, and the guy's like, "I'm at your house," and he's like, "What? I'm talking to you. You're not at my house." So he calls his house, and talks to the guy that's right mm. in front of him at his. It's yeah, it's creepy, man. Patricia Arquette is the co-star. Bill Pullman and and Patricia Arquette are the the leads in this, and they're they're both great. This one's in the middle of the pack for me, just because. Not enough joy, not enough, uh, Not. Uh, I shouldn't say joy. Like you were describing with Mulholland Drive, there's, there's hope, there's romanticism, there's color. <laughs> this is like uh, almost a black and white and yellow um, uh, road markings movie, um, almost all at night, so. Lost um, Highway is the one where um, <clears throat> some of the music
0: videos that we've seen in present day, yeah. okay, yeah. Like, where Lynch takes a shot of the front of a vehicle, you can't see the bumper, you can't see the vehicle. All you see is dark desert, like um, two lane highway with headlights exactly. on it. Yeah, that that yeah. is very intense.
1: But yeah. but yeah, so I'm just gonna okay. I'm just gonna put six for now. All right, um, okay. We'll, we'll pick up the pace a little bit. So Firewalk with me, which we just watched. Mm-hmm. You, let me let you. I want to hand over the reins to you a little bit here. Like just overall in the movies you've seen of his or the ones we've just discussed, where, where does that's this fall? Close seven, to the top or seven. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's great. Don't that's... get me wrong, but it fits into the, seven the, only, spot. The, only heart, bonus, the only reason it gets
1: bonus. The only reason it gets bonus points for me real quick before we move on is just that mm-hmm. there's, we're not counting twin peaks, the show. So if like if I was cheating and making this movie, uh, tied into my love for the show and the return, it would certainly be top three in that case. Really? But okay. Just as a, just as this movie. Oh yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I think yeah. a seven I mean, spot, like the is Twin good Peaks universe, would be top three for me. Um, okay, lauded heart.
0: <laughs> this is a, this easy. is a weird one. Top four easy. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say higher than Lost Highway, and, um. God, it's so fucking good yeah it is but it's uh, five yeah I, five I, five even no yeah five even um well yeah i mean it could be five um there's there's my favorite one probably we haven't gotten to yet and your favorite one we probably haven't gotten to yet so yeah so um, the next one I, I don't have favorite. anything yeah i don't have anything else to say about Blood and heart right now all right five um, Yeah, so
0: another nick well that's the nick cage one right
1: yeah that's nick cage laura dern so blue velvet um my favorite um night usual go-to favorite you know sometimes shares the crown with maholland drive i'm gonna say one one to two i this is this is what i I was getting at earlier with the fact that like and we saw this on my birthday like right after i moved to portland um which was cool it happened to be playing it's almost a informal tradition at this point for me to watch lynch movies on my birthday which um happened accidentally at first but and this is your birthday podcast as well (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly it's all it's all working out for me but i this this is the best display in my opinion of the different tones that we've described it's and and combined with on a character level an easy enough story to follow like this dude kyle mclaughlin a young agent cooper from twin (laughs) peaks gets caught up in this um this crime you know like um syndicate this dennis hopper's character is abusing abusing this uh singer and he just kind of like accidentally falls in like a hitchcockian way into yes. this um this scenario and but it's like it does have more moments of um like he's excited to which what's so what's so disturbing about the movie and, and uh, Frank Booth, Dennis Hopper's character points this out is that you actually like you like this danger. You like seeing you like this yeah. seeing this violence like he he is seeing this being exposed to this for the first time but he gets he gets titillated by it and yeah. that's kind of the whole point. I mean he's a high school kid or he's back for no he's like in college, college but just yeah. comes back home for um you know for summer or something so or his dad's sick. Anyway, he's It's the classic Lynch um, trope of what dirty secrets lie beneath the beautiful suburban um, milieu. Like you see this Mm -hmm. this picturesque Norman Rockwell community and then you find a dead air dead ear crawling with ants um, in the grass and something's fucked up (laughs) from then on. So blue velvets hitting
0: one or two spots.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna All want right. it there. No, no,
0: no, I I agree. And then Dune. Okay,
1: Dune doesn't, is doesn't probably count. Yeah, does it? Oh no, it counts. I mean, he 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 wrote and directed it. It just okay. he didn't end up being able to achieve what he wanted out of it. There was a lot. Of, it was a studio movie, like a big studio movie. So existing IP, basically the expectations of Star Wars. I, on just, this movie I just from feel this, like yeah. Th-
0: this doesn't count because he was what the third director on this film?
1: No. He I mean was he, he the first? He was a hundred percent in control of the movie on paper. It's just there was studio interference. Yeah, he was the only director. They made him reshoot, okay. they made him re-edit, they made him make a lot of changes. Okay. Um gotcha. and I think he would he, he was frustrated like with his okay. own, it was too big of a scale. So I'm going to say, yeah, it's either nine or 10. I mean, it's probably a straight story. I think everyone would say is a better movie. Um, I just don't like it. I, well, I don't really, They're probably the two movies I don't really okay. will love or like even so of his,
0: I do like watching uh, the original Dune just to see if I can kind of pinpoint what scenes they decided to keep that Lynch fully directed yeah. without any interference and then some others that he was kind of guided to d- decide on, but
1: yeah, yeah. I do mean, not, there, do there's night plenty night of, night. of weird shit, shit in there and it's a fantasy. Yeah. It's a, like a, yeah. you know, like, a, um, yeah. Anyway, there's, there are fun or memorable moments for sure. Have you seen the elephant man? I have the second haven't. Movie he made? No. Okay. I have not. Yeah. This, this is, Similar in a in a sense to what I was describing in earnestness to Straight Story, it's mm-hmm. another autobiographical um, story or okay. not autobiographical biographical story. So he is kind of being somewhat respectful and and deferent to the real story, not just trying to make it a Lynch movie. That said, it is I haven't seen it for so long, but it is a very effective. Um, powerful movie so uh, i mean it's probably towards the back half for me but i think it's it might be if someone doesn't love the more dreamlike qualities of some of his movies or wants a a normal story but with a um really creative visual artist behind the the camera then this Mm -hmm. would probably be the the way for the (laughs) the gateway for them okay so so this is
0: going near inland empire
1: yeah, it's gonna okay. go. That's
0: fine. I haven't seen this, so I'm not sure. I trust your judgment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have man. I'm. Gonna, I would put Enlil ahead of it, but that's. I don't know. That's just my subjective preference. Okay. All okay, right. Last we can, one. We can work through this,
0: Don't worry. Uh, to raise your head. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Um, I've never seen a film quite like it. I've never felt anything quite like, yeah, the experience of watching this film. Like seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it, it blew my mind when I first saw it, and I can see some new age films kind of pulling from some of this just like this Lynchian stuff that makes you uncomfortable, that makes you kind of second guess like what is normal in a film and just in, in any sort of uh, universe that a film puts you in. So this has to be top five, at least for me, Eraserhead.
1: I just noticed how I must have got sucked into the red the red lodge. <laughs> it got really red on my <laughs> my screen. Um so I think that Eraserhead is in a lot of ways, you know, he was forced to work with a smaller budget. It's black and white. Every image on the screen, every um sound every like sound, you know, the sound design actually. So Forget God, Angelo Battlemonte's romant- romantic music. This is industrial noise that fits the the nightmare setting of this um inspired by his Philadelphia, like this industrial part of Philadelphia that he lived in. I I want it to I I, I want it it needs to rank high. I think we're going to rank this one a little higher than I would rank it for personal enjoyment, okay. but I think it deserves I think it deserves I definitely deserves top 3. It might Okay, so that's I said top
0: five because there are some other films here that do kind of, I don't know,
1: they're more. Which Lynchian. is not the one I'm gonna rewatch now. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's hard <laughs> to get more Lynchian than this. It's just the other ones are more have more entertainment value, and are more rewatchable for me. That's not the only measure that matters. Yeah. But, so I guess our our rank the blank
0: yeah. is you know how are we ranking our favorite Lynch movies? Um, yeah. Rewatchability. <laughs> I would yeah. rather watch In Inland Empire, uh, The Straight Story, and um, <laughs> Dune again before I watch Eraserhead because it's so fucking just wild. I don't know.
1: I don't know if that's true because you would well, you, you'll watch it. Eraserhead like every four or five years. Like it just you just need a you know a few years off. <laughs> yeah, but... I, I went through a phase where I watched Blue Velvet like once a week or you know okay it was just okay like watching it for. I don't know, just like uh, obsessively can't do that. I can't do that with a racer head, but I think it deserves ranking a high ranking for it started, you know, his career. So I could even if we put Blue Velvet or maholland at one, I could even sandwich a racer head in between. I think it's top three. I mean, we can put it we can put it down at three. All right. So let's start
0: ranking these puppies. Yeah. Okay. so. Let's start with Blue Velvet because I think that that's honestly the best.
1: Okay, the best I mean, story, no here,
0: the best Lynchian story that trips you out, makes you feel uncomfortable, but also makes you feel really comfortable. Um, Blue Velvet should be one.
1: I'm with you. Yeah, this all kind right. of cemented cemented that for me. Just talking all talking through all of them, so Mulholland, that's
0: number one. Honestly, two. Number two, baby. Yeah. And then Eraserhead Ghost. number
1: three, yep. And then and Wild at Heart four. I guess for some reason that doesn't feel right, but it it, it is the one I've had the most recent newfound appreciation for. Saw it in theaters, watched Same. it with new people. Same um, man, Jamie included. So I yeah. And then you know we can always come Nick back, and... fanatics. Yeah, in our life. yeah okay so what number did we skip here <laughs> why aren't these numbers adding up Ugh. uh we're just missing we're, we're, so just we're, we're, we're on
0: number five so yeah so what are we saying is five lost
1: highway i mean off the top of my head i would have put lost highway right in the middle so that feels right yeah to me. so five okay and then we got oh. six. Would oh, be we have what? two eights that's what was tripping me out okay um Honestly, I might be coming back around to Fire Walk with Me. Yeah, um, above above Inland or Elephant Man. So yeah, I think it has to be six. All right. So the movie we watched this week comes in at number six. Yep. All right. So that means we have the, to decide between Inland, yep. the straight. straight or... I mean, like I'm gonna say Inland is straight story or the rest of the movies suffer from the same like uh, so the bottom three so okay. inland empire has to make it into the top has to make it ahead of these other ones because if you like movies where lynch gets to express himself you're gonna love indolent empire okay if, if you don't like that then you might like one of these other three better not Dune, okay. probably um let's just put <laughs> well, dune last i mean everyone says that but I, right. I, I i don't know i think that's fair All right, Um, I think we've come
0: to almost a consensus. I would say,
1: yeah, we're good here. Yeah. Um, Okay, you want to read through them one last time? Yeah. So
0: we are choosing Blue Velvet came out in 1986, the best year ever. That's when I was born. (laughs) Um, and then we're moving. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. Then we're moving on to Mulholland Drive. Came out in 2001. That is at the solid two spot. Eraserhead nope. 1977's at the solid three spot baby Wild Heart great film fucking watch it if you haven't uh, I mean you should watch all these but that's at a solid four spot uh, Lost Highway at five then we're moving on to Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me at a solid six uh, mm-hmm. and none of these we're just, we're just gauging all of Lynch's films um, so yeah. watch these in of any greatness. order that you want just watch them yeah. all and then you've got Inland Empire, which I, I've i got on my watch list now. The Elephant Man. Oh, sorry. The Inland Empire at seven. The Elephant Man mm-hmm. at eight. Then we have The Straight Story, which is also on my watch list now yep. at nine. And then Dune. No offense, y'all. It's at ten.
1: But yeah, I would so- definitely watch... Um- any of these with you but the last the last three i've seen the least and um not counting dune so i would i've always straight story left a weird taste in my mouth just because i was so obsessed with it was like i watched all of lynch's stuff after i uh discovered blue velvet Mm -hmm. and then it was like not gonna <laughs> it was not going to be an easy act to follow. Going from <laughs> whatever order, I probably saved that one to last, and it's like, okay, well, it's not going to live up to the 27 dealings sure. of Blue Velvet, but yeah. yeah. So, but I'd be really curious to rewatch it. Like I've lived, that's the, the only film. one that I've watched once. So would you would you not Worth watch a, a yeah.
0: Lynch film if it came out?
1: Oh well, yeah, I don't know exactly. The, the, you'll, there's you'll... no way I would. Yeah, there's nothing that could be. So, <laughs> that could deter me so today's
0: Rank the Blank was brought to you by Crossfire however it was also brought to you by super fan Drew uh, Lion <laughs> of you know super Lynch fan and I'm also a huge Lynch fan too because of Drew so all of these films go fucking watch them tell us what you think give us your own ranking um, again uh, we're going to go back to our regular presentation soon, but definitely leave us a comment on at new release podcast, um, on Instagram or, you know, give us a, give us a review on Spotify or yeah. anywhere you find podcasts. Give us a little comment. We'll, we'll definitely follow up with you and, yeah. uh, let us know what you think about these Lynch films. Cause I know that you all are fucking Lynch heads too.
1: Hell yeah. Um, Thanks for indulging me. That was one of our longest rank the blanks, but it was obviously our most important one ever. So. Yes, agreed. And it's your birthday. <laughs> probably, Happy birthday! We did it. Thank you. you. Thank you. Let's get back. To, let's get back to the future presentation already. All right. Fuck. Okay, reviews for this movie sucked at the time. <laughs> it, 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 it looks like it's crept up uh, over over time. Um kind of like Jamie mentioned, uh his movie he achieved cult status pretty quickly with Eraserhead, so I think he had some goodwill, but for some reason because I think a different group of fans uh, were brought in to the TV show, they were not the the, t- the new Lynch fans we're not happy with this movie. So, Um, and a lot of critics weren't happy with it and it was a huge flop box office wise. Let me pull up the numbers. Um, It debuted in uh, a third as many theaters as the aforementioned Nick Cage, Sarah Jessica Parker movie, Honeymoon in Vegas. That came in at number one with $7 And Twin Peaks Firewalk with me came in number eight with one point eight million. So there was plans I was reading to make sequels and and spend more time in this this universe. Lynch was was game to do it, but it was not commercially viable after this movie, unfortunately. That's what's interesting about it. Well, I should say, unfortunately. Yeah, until he did for eighteen more episodes later. <laughs> yeah.
0: Once, once the networks realized that there was a market for it. Yeah, just imagine if uh, Lynch was just l- given money, l- you know, go off onto his own fucking journeys, create films. I, I, I while I we're talking he's about one of our... able to
1: do that, you know.
0: Yeah. Yes, for sure. And I guess that that is where we should probably leave it but if this film director writer etc musician etc was just given his you know give left to his own devices what could have come out of it maybe it wouldn't have been as good as you know our rank the blank for the top top (laughs) 10 or maybe it would have you know blown fucking minds like eraser head 2 Right. could have or something. It it's just it's gonna be interesting. The, talk
1: about the most unlikely sequel of all time, but <laughs> like in an age where they'll make a sequel out of anything. Yeah. Just just hearing you say Eraser Head 2 is yeah is hilarious. <laughs> well it also
0: brings and I'm also gonna have nightmares just because I said Eraser Head 2 tonight or today. Yeah.
1: Where's that where's that baby? I mean I know it's smashed on the no. sidewalk But yeah. So okay. let's so, move on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so we have an interview with Cheryl. Oh,
1: right, right, right. Yep, yeah, let's play um, Cheryl's little um, discussion of her, uh, the Laurel Palmer character real quick. Really good actor.
2: David directs totally different than any other director that I've worked with. I think the thing that I have learned the most from David is about staying present in the moment. Especially mm-hmm. because sometimes the way that he works, the logical mind doesn't have anything to grab onto. And that can feel kind of scary. Like, well, wait, if I don't understand what's happening or what's going to happen, or if I don't understand why I'm saying this or what, it can feel disorienting. But then to
1: surrender.
0: Dude, exactly how yeah. that translates into the audience's perspective, at least like yours and my, you you and me being an audience, this like, they're also uncomfortable. Like, it doesn't make sense, but it does right. and doesn't. It, it's so fucking very interesting. I love Lynch.
1: How People, many times and,
0: and, am I going to have to suck Lynch's dick this episode? <laughs> as many times as you want. It's okay. um, fair All game. Right. Give me a sicko i I'll be right yeah.
1: back. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> So Naomi Watts has given some really awesome interviews, praising him as well. I mean, he he's very humble and gives all the credit to the other people he works with. So it's we're not trying to only showcase content of people talking about him. We're not trying to downplay how instrumental. Um the the actors are and the score which which we did give some credit to is to his process he certainly um even though he has such a distinct vision that he carries out he would give um all the credit to everyone you know uh collaborating with him as well his editor mary sweeney uh it, yeah. who passed away yeah so he, he's peace. he's actor he's had a profound effect on the performers that he's worked with obviously and you're asking them to go to be in very vulnerable positions be nude a lot i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of nudity by today's standard like somewhat kind of um non-plot dictated nudity for, (laughs) for lack of a better explanation laura palmer in this movie is just naked in a dance club so for them to be comfortable to do that, it doesn't necessary. It's exploitative in an intentional sense of the story. It's like not taking advantage of them in their right. like yeah. real life.
0: It's taking advantage of the characters themselves. I yeah. feel yeah,
1: yeah. which and is that's a fine line. I mean, if he if he had any different type of personality, I mean, there would be more. There could be horror stories about you know working on some of these this these yeah. sets. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just. Because of the content of what they're filming. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, are we ready for this next little bit?
0: Yeah. So, what are we watching next week, Drew?
1: No, not that new release or old news.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I know you don't like to do the three, two, one. Uh, new release
1: or old news? Um... Yeah, we're not going to belabor it. I mean, we don't need to say it at the same time, but we. We know. Yeah.
0: absolutely. Watch it if you haven't. I don't yeah. care if you've seen the show or not. I don't care if it spoils the show or not. It's a Lynch experience. Watch it, absolutely. New release.
1: Okay, this new release. Sorry, I almost didn't even say it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it <just> goes. <laughs> it goes without saying. New new release. Uh, timeless. I mean, that'll tie it into our is. next. Our next one because um whether you're watching this movie the the series or the return it's 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 a new release but how early 90s on a scale of 0 to 92 this is our first movie of our new time period so we don't have any frame of reference yet for yeah, yeah. what a 92 movie is okay. and i'm not sure this is going to be this no. isn't going to set the mark because it is ethereal (laughs) i would say let's give
0: it a 75 78 80 Uh,
1: no i i I almost say lower because okay we know we know for sure lynch is heavily inspired by like 50s motifs diners and stuff like that yeah so he's intentionally blending that with some newer stuff and the music is sort of uh, out of time yeah. with the era, the, okay. the performance. I mean, so, yeah, I, I mean, we could go lower, but I also think it deserves credit for being timeless <laughs> sure. so or yeah. deserves, you know, like it, it deserves to be in the middle sort of for that. So we'll say, we'll say 75. All right. I am good with 75.
0: So each week we decide what we, what we're going to sell that's related to a film. But in our gift shop, um, some of our hmm. old popular items have been um, leather face skin masks of yeah. me, Drew, and Ashley. Um, some have been tarantula. Going off the top of your head here. Some yeah. have been tarantula um, accessory items, like a little tarantula backpack. You're going uh, way back. Nice. Some some tattoo. Kits that you could have, um, keychains, all sorts of things. So, Drew, I am going to absolutely leave it up to you as the biggest lynch fan in this podcast right now to a lot of pressure decide. And I can help you out, but I'll leave it up to you yeah. to decide what should we sell in the new release gift shop gift shopped gift shop for <laughs> Twin Peaks Firewalk with me
1: yeah i'll narrow it down a little bit there's a couple important um items in the movie laura's diary the ring the kind of like turquoise teal ring that connects seems to kind of connect people to the um the other world yeah the like a voice modulator that makes your voice sound like it's going in reverse that's
0: actually a good one (laughs)
1: <laughs> we need maybe just I'll i really wanted in to try
0: 25 to, years yeah
1: i wanted Except. to try to work that into this this episode but we haven't attempted to read <laughs> anything backwards and then play it back forward in reverse um gonna in reverse. that yeah. technique yeah um, so yeah i would say i would say that a sort of diary um where we uh you can buy pages from our uh, deepest darkest thoughts and oh, we will will write a whole diary and it'll be a limited amount of numbered pages, so you Oof. can get between one and 150 or whatever. And once they're all sold, okay. they're gone. But yeah, we'll rip out a page for each purchase. So
0: all right, so a very yeah, limited new release release. Yeah,
1: exactly. 150 pages only.
0: All right, so um, definitely jump onto our website and uh which doesn't exist so good, good luck <laughs> yeah. finding it
1: um but yeah, comments
0: comment directly on our find instagram yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah just badger just,
1: ashley for for product <laughs>
0: so 150 pages only get it while it lasts once those are gone you won't get one of those one through 150
1: exactly so all um, right that's awesome that's it that's it for Firewalk with me. Next week, Ooh. we are getting a head start on spooky season with an iconic, maybe B tier, C tier. I'm not sure where this um, mm. horror icon falls. Maybe that's something we can rank uh, in terms yeah. of like, you, you know, like the uh, Freddy, Jason, Mike Myers um, in first tier. And then you get down to the likes of Pinhead from the hellraiser series we are watching hellraiser 3 hell on earth here's a little sneak preview i feel like hellraiser was scarier than chucky and all the others
0: oh right i left up Charlie what started well hell he's not eight here
2: will end on earth but we?
0: i also wasn't allowed to watch it so
1: the masters of horror
2: are
0: unanimous in their acclaim Spectacular, says Fangoria magazine. Fangoria, One hell of a fine-chilling ride. It's back. Cinematic says it's the ultimate in fear. I am the way. Clyde Parker presents Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, rated R. Starts Friday, September 11th at a theater near you.
1: <laughs> hell yeah. All so right. That's Hellraiser 3. Make sure to watch the full... Trilogy leading up to that, and then the next eleven films. I was trying to count them earlier, but it just kept going and going and going. <laughs> um, And there's a new Hulu Hellraiser movie starring one of the female uh, centaiboids. Cent- cent- I'll have to get the terminology right before next week <laughs> in terms of what the creatures are called. Nevertheless, if you want to go to hell with us and beyond, you can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release of all things on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else you get podcasts. Derek, if you
0: want to follow us on Instagram and you just joined the podcast and haven't heard me uh, promote our our Instagram, yeah, start at the end. At new release podcast on Instagram. Do it. You'll love it you'll get some awesome content from it. However, as Drew mentioned, listen to our podcast wherever you get podcasts. That is a what, Drew?
1: That is that's 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 a slap, folks. That's a slap. (laughs) That's a rhyme. Is that the rhyme with rap? No, it's that's a that's a twin. That's that's a plastic wrap.
0: All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hopefully, Ashley you know they, will come to the the pass with us next. Week. We didn't we didn't talk about like the first forty five minutes of the movie. <laughs> we didn't talk about a lot of the movie <laughs> because forty five minutes into the movie, they go to Twin Peaks and the song plays like. But that doesn't oh, happen. shit! For a long gotcha. time. Yeah. Uh, That's okay. Yeah.